Welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. We're so glad to have you with us today on this broadcast coming to you from Legacy Church, Green Mountain Falls, Colorado, where our good God is doing good things. And whoever you are, wherever you are watching this, we would love to have you visit us here at the church because it's open. And if you've been watching the broadcast for any length of time, you know that we as a partner family have been pressing towards this time for months now. And as of the first weekend in December 2020, these doors are open and glory to God, I'm happy to report to you. People are coming. This place is filling up. And if you have sown at any time into the buy up and build out project that we've been uh, involved in together here at Legacy Church, we especially invite you to come see what God God has done and what he's done through your faithfulness, what he's done through your giving. I mean, just take a look again. I know I showed you these before, but look, look at how far we've come in just a short amount of time. When we got here, this building was, it was in uh, rough shape, but we've spent time and money and put love and faith into it. And by the grace of God, this, what used to be just an old gym is now a sanctuary dedicated to the high praise and glory of God. And work is continuing to go on throughout the building, but our goal has been to get this place open, and that's exactly what has happened. I reported to you last week on the broadcast that we crossed over the 100% mark in our project. That means this first phase of the buy up and build out is done. Glory to God, all 30,000 square feet uh, that we were believing God to, to come in so that we could get these doors open. It came in at $100 a square foot and look what God has done inside the building, outside the building and all the way throughout. Like I said, there's still more work to be done. In the coming months, we're gonna dig into the payoff of this place, but right now we are just celebrating the goodness of God and taking time just to say, thank you, thank you, thank you, Thank you, Lord, and thank you, partners, for sowing into this. In just a moment, we're going to go into a service uh, that we had right here in this sanctuary from this platform, and we want to give you a taste of what's going on here at Legacy Church. Sarah's got some awesome reports, some amazing testimonies of the good things that God is doing here in the lives of the congregation and our partners, those of you watching from all over the world. But I want to remind you, what the Lord has said to us about 2021. In the closing days of last year, we got a word from the Lord about this year that we're in now. And he said that this year, 2021, would be a year where we would live life more abundantly and that this year would be the beginning of it, life more abundantly. So whatever has whatever's been taking life from you, and if it's sickness or disease or poverty or strife or confusion, whatever's been taking from you, we're declaring in Jesus' name, that's coming to an end. And the life that Jesus came to give, more abundant life, adding to you, that's beginning right now. And you can grab a hold of that word. All you gotta do is say, Lord, I'll take that. I'll believe that. And all of it's found right here in John chapter 10, verse 10, where Jesus said, the thief does not come except to steal. That's taking something from you to kill and to destroy. He said, but I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. That's our word for this year. And when we get into this broadcast today, we're going to be talking more about that. Because if Jesus said, I came to give you that life, our next question should be, okay, where do I go to get it? 
We know we come to him to get it, but we've got to look to his word about where it's found and how to access it. And that's what we're going to get into deeper today in these broadcasts. And though this project has wrapped up or this part of it anyway, we still want to give opportunity for you to sow into the ongoing outreach of Pearson's Ministries International and specifically the outreach of Legacy Television. God's stirring some big things in our heart and some changes we want to make um, specifically to this broadcast so that it gets out, so that this word gets out further than we've ever been able to get it out before. So as you sow today, you know that's where it's headed. You are sowing into a vision and an assignment. And our assignment is to serve our generation with the word of God. Teach them how to live by faith in this day of grace. Teach them how to experience a whole life prosperity and how to raise their families in the household of faith. That's the vision. That's the assignment on this place. And when you sow into that, you are sowing into that job getting done. So if you want to be a part of what God's doing here in and through Pearson's Ministries, Legacy Church in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado, and the outreach of Legacy TV, there's a number of ways you can do it. You can give online today at pearsonsministries.com. If you're watching inside the United States, you can text your offering. Just text LTV and any dollar amount to the number 28950. Or if you'd like to mail your offering, you can do that as well. I've got an address right there for you on your screen. But whatever you do, sow in faith and sow in love. Father, we we pray over this offering today and, and the giving of the people. We call them blessed in Jesus' name. And we ask you to see and receive their seed from the heart of faith and the heart of love and use it as an open door of access to go to work in their lives, their families, their businesses, and their finances. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen. Let's get into the word together and I'll be back at the end of this broadcast to pray with you. And this one's so good too. It says, we believed the Lord for extra last month. We never really believed for a specific amount before, but $850 was the number that was on our hearts to believe for. Specifically last month, everyone has more outgoing cash flow in December, am I right? (laughs) Those presents don't buy themselves. Now, I sure love these testimonies when these writers get creative and start writing me funny. Who in here wants to write me a testimony? I'm, I'm looking for some good ones. Anybody in here? Okay, yeah, I know you have things going on in your lives that God has done for you, so write me some good testimonies. I just like this one because I think it's cute and funny and creative. Anyway, okay. Keep going, Sarah. Stay focused. Okay. Um, he says this, We wrote $850 on our monthly whiteboard with a few other things, and my wife and I hooked our faith together. How important is that? The prayer of agreement. You know, prayer of agreement is really powerful between a husband and a wife. You know what's also really powerful? Disagreement. It works both ways, doesn't it? Okay, so for any of you that have marriage goals this weekend, that was just a little extra thing I added in there. Extra did come in unexpectedly from here and there, which we were thankful for, of course, but it was the last day of December and it hadn't all come in. I was willing to overlook it and call surviving the month a good enough win. I was happy, but I was blaming myself for not having enough faith or missing it somehow. 
Anyway, we were getting ready for New Year's Eve and I got a call from my wife that some dear friends were driving to our house to deliver something because the Lord had put us on someone's heart from Legacy Church and they wanted to bless us anonymously. Now I keep hearing, I'm sorry, I just keep talking in between these testimonies. I tell you this, I keep hearing all these reports of you guys blessing each other and sowing in each other. Do you know how excited this makes me and Jeremy? The word is working here at church, amen? This is awesome. He says that these friends drove up and gave us an envelope. And in the envelope, there were 10 $100 bills. That's (laughs) $1,000. We thanked the Lord. I had always thought that a $1,000 handshake would be fun. And really, really, it was. We've been declaring in our house all month that it's the end of sickness and lack and the beginning of life more abundantly. We're going to make it a monthly practice to believe God for specific things each month because that was way too much fun. (laughs) That envelope of cash splashed into our cup of expectation and overflowed it. This morning, we will be giving the Lord his part of the offering. And whoever you are that sowed that chunk into our family, we are thankful and we will be good ground. Glory to God. And in John chapter six, verse 66, it says, from that time, many of his disciples, listen to this, went back and walked with him no more. They went back. You might look at this and think that's a sad day, man. The disciple, the discipleship program, I guess, if you will, of Jesus Evangelistic Association had really grown and and they had a lot of new members and they were really, really increasing. It was great, right? Until Jesus starts talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And then all of a sudden, people hear something they don't understand. They hear something that doesn't make sense on the surface. So what'd they do? They went back. They went back. Went back to what? Whatever it was they were doing before they were following him. Now, the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews that the just shall walk by faith. Then he said, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And that's why he said there in Hebrews chapter 10, we are not of those who draw back. So if you're you're walking by faith and then all of a sudden you stop and you start drawing back, what are you going back to? Sight? living by what you see, living by what you feel, living by leaning on your own understanding, your own reason. Because if you're not walking forward in faith, you're going back in sight. And that's what happened to these people because simply because they heard a word, everybody say a word, a word they didn't get. One word. They didn't understand it. Because all they could do is see on the surface of it. It says, when they heard it, verse 66 again, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. I like Jesus, though. He says, he said to the 12, do you also want to go away? Don't you love that about him? 
Don't you love that, that he, he, he didn't preach this message, drink, eat, eat my flesh, drink my blood, and then everybody says, oh, we don't like that. We're leaving. And don't you love that Jesus wasn't like, wait, 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 stop, hold on, don't leave me. Let me explain. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go to the cross, see, and I'm going to die and I'll be resurrected. And then what I'm going to do is I'll institute this thing called communion. And one day people will all sit around a table or they'll stand in church and they'll have these little plastic cups filled with grape juice. And these guys called ushers will hand out these little flat crackers. And that's, that's what I mean. None of that. Jesus didn't chase anybody down. Because they didn't understand. Because they failed to look deeper. He's not chasing anybody. As a matter of fact, he turns to the 12 that are left and says, y'all going to? You leaving too? Man, what confidence, huh? Not chasing anybody. And that's a good lesson for a pastor. That's a good lesson for a young pastor. We've already seen, you can't spend your time chasing people down. Wait, 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 it's not what I meant, it's not what I meant. But it's a good lesson for you too. There will be people that misunderstand. If they did it to Jesus, who do you think you are? It's going to happen to you. What are you going to do? Hmm? Now, if you're wrong, acknowledge it. If you miss it or make a mistake and say, Lord, forgive me. Even go to them, I'm, I'm, forgive me, that was wrong. But if you've got a word from God about where you're going and what you're doing and who you are, that's not something to apologize for. It's also not something to be rude about. Just feel like I need to say that as well. Where is kindness tied? It's around your neck. You can be kind and loyal to the word of God at the same time. But Jesus is not apologizing for this message. He's not saying, guys, I'm sorry, that came across wrong. I didn't mean it like that. He just said it, and it was on them. That's why he said more than once, take heed how you hear. Are you listening deep enough? Deep enough. Or are all you doing is just hanging out there on the surface? I came that you'd have life. I'm good. Got some. Hear this? Boop, 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 boop. I'm, God, I'm great. Thank you. Good to go. You're not listening deep enough because there's more to this life. Verse 63, if you were to back up, Jesus said, it's the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words, everybody say the words, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So when Jesus said to Peter and the boys, are you leaving too? It says that Simon Peter answered him and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? To whom shall we, where are we going to go? Now for everything Peter said and did, there were times he missed the mark, but when he got it right, he really got it right. Lord, where are we going to go? If I left here, where am I going to go? What would I be going back to? Huh? When you think about what they saw and what they heard and what they experienced, things that nobody had ever experienced in life before. And yet you can, you can have these experiences. You can, you can be eyewitness to these things, but if you don't protect it and you hear something one time you don't like, you don't understand, 
you'd be amazed at how quick people are to disconnect from what once brought them life. Peter, though, said, where are we going to go? Now, listen, folks, he didn't understand eat my flesh, drink my blood any more than anybody else did that day. Peter could not have preached about that. Peter could not have stopped anybody and said, no, what he really meant was if you'd asked Peter, what does Jesus mean by that? He would have said, I do not know. That sounds strange. <laughs> but notice this, even though he didn't understand that, he understood this. Lord, where are we going to go? He said, you have the words of eternal life. The words. I don't understand the word, but I know this. There's life in it. I don't mentally grasp everything that means, but I do know this. There's life in them, their words. And where am I going to go? What am I going to unhook from these words? What words am I going to listen to? My own? Somebody else's? There's no life in that. He said, I know you've got the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. What did Jesus say? He who believes in me would not perish, but would have everlasting, eternal, what? Shout it out loud. Life. Life. So to understand that, you got to look deeper than the surface. You can't just look at him and say, well, I'm living. I'm alive. I got a job. I got a family. No, there's more to it than that. There's more life available than that. But you have to look deeper. And what are the source? What is the source of this life that he's talking about? That I came that you'd have life and have it more abundantly. See, when you understand that Jesus is making an offering to you of life, your next question should be, how do I get it? Where do I go for it? And he said, my words are spirit and my words are life. And Peter even understood that. You have the words of eternal life. That is abundant life. Eternal life is abundant life. Eternal life is abundant life. What is abundant? To the full, till it overflows. I mean, just think about eternity and try to quantify it. Huh? Try to, try to wrap your head around eternity. In terms of time, that is an overflow of time. Eternity is an overflow of time. That's an abundance of time. So eternal life is abundant life, okay? So your next question is, great, I want it. Where do I go? How do I get it? You've got to see the connection to his word. His words have this eternal life. His words are spirit and they are life. But they won't be life to you if all you ever do is hang out on the surface. You are going to have to see something in his words that other people don't see. You got to hear something in his words that other people fail to hear. Everybody out there heard, eat my flesh, drink my blood. Some walked away and some stayed with him. What's the difference? It's how you hear it. Take heed how you hear. I'd say it like this. Pay attention to how you're paying attention. Take heed to how you hear. Thank you, Lord. Go to... Uh, thank you, Lord. What do you have time for? Go to the book of Mark, chapter 10. 
This is something we touched on last week. And I told you we'd come back to it. Let's look at it again together. This is the account of the one the scripture calls the rich young ruler. This is when we were talking about having that rich and satisfying life. And it says in Mark chapter 10, verse 17, as Jesus was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Now, what you know, and I know from the, from reading the rest of this is this is a young guy with some money, with some means, some material stuff, resources. And yet there is this, this hole on the inside of him. He's not satisfied yet. If he was satisfied, he wouldn't have come running. If he was satisfied, he wouldn't have knelt at the feet of Jesus. If he was satisfied, he would have said, no, I'm good. But even with all the stuff, even with all the money, there's still a dissatisfaction on the inside of him. So he comes to the right place, the right person with the right question. The feet of Jesus. How do I get more life? He recognizes there's no life in the stuff I've got. I want the life. And he and Jesus have a conversation and Jesus talked to him about some of the commandments and he said, yeah, I know I'm good. I've done that. But it says in verse 21, Jesus looking at him, loved him. So whatever's about to come out of the mouth of Jesus is coming out of this place of love for this young guy. Looking at him, he loved him and said to him, one thing you lack, man, wouldn't you love to hear that? One thing you lack. Go your way, sell what you have, give to the poor. You'll have treasure in heaven. Come, take up your cross and do what? Do what? Follow me. When you study these words out, it literally means take the road I'm taking. Follow me. And we use these words so, so loosely. I'm a Christ follower. What does that mean? What's it mean to you? This was a personal eye-to-eye, face-to-face invitation from Jesus that not everybody got. There were precious few that he said these words to follow me. Now, every one of us since then has heard that. Those words have fallen on every human here, and, and that invitation has been extended to us all. Follow me. Take the road I'm taking. Why would Jesus say that to this guy, though? It's because of what he's looking for. He's starving for life. Now he's got a heartbeat in his chest, but even he knows there's got to be more to this life. There's got to be more than just being alive. There's got to be more than having a bunch of stuff. None of it's satisfying. And he came to this man in search of life. And so what did Jesus do? He said, follow me. Why? Because that's where I'm going. Where are you going, Jesus? To life. Where are you taking us? To life. I'm showing you life. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. But what Jesus said to him was, go, sell what you have, give to the poor. You'll have treasure in heaven. Take up your cross. Follow me. But listen to verse 22. He was what? Sad at this word. At the word. Sad at the word. Why? Because on the surface, this word didn't look good. On the surface, this word was not exciting. Sell everything. Give everything. What do you mean cross? Cross? I got to pick up a cross? And he went, what does it say? He was sad at this word and went away. What does that sound like? 
Same people that heard that word they didn't understand, looked at the surface of it, didn't comprehend it, said, how could this be? Do you realize that that is to me the epitome of arrogance? To say that something could not be true because you don't understand it. That's so arrogant. That's so prideful. Well, that can't be true. Why? Because I don't understand. Friend, there's a lot of stuff that you and I don't understand. It's arrogance that says it can't be true. It's arrogance that says it can't be good. It's humility that says I don't understand it, but I know there's life in it. It's humility that will just stick around. I'm telling you something, church. I know we're young. We're just, what, days, weeks old now. But there's a time coming. Can I just go ahead and give you a heads up? There's a time coming. I'm going to say something that you're going to go, huh? Now, I'm going to do everything within my power to seek the Lord and press into his word and never open my mouth and say something that is not true to you. I will not lie to you. I will not mislead you. And I will do everything I can by his grace and by his help to give you the truth. But if they did it to Jesus, hmm, they're going to do it to you. It's going to happen to me. There'll be something you don't understand, something that doesn't quite make sense, something that doesn't line up maybe with something you grew up hearing or you've been told before. But can you stick around? Hmm? Can you just stick around for a minute? Would you and I be humble enough to say, maybe there's something I don't fully understand. Maybe there's something I don't totally get yet. Can we follow Peter's lead here and say, well, I don't get it, but there's life in it. I know that. And look a little deeper beneath the surface. This guy, if he had just stuck around, man, he walked away sad, which means he did not hear what Jesus was about to say. You know what Jesus was about to say? Nobody has left anything for my sake in the gospels that won't receive now in this time a hundredfold. See, that would have made that whole thing make sense, wouldn't it? Oh, I see what you're saying. What you're saying is I'm not losing something. I'm sowing something. And when I give, that gives you access and you're going to give to me? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm on. Let's do it. Let's go. But he walked away early. He walked away, I don't know, five minutes early. This is just a few verses later. It takes giving the word time to see beneath the surface. You want to grab a hold of this word for 2021? The beginning of life more abundantly? Give it time. Give it time. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.